0: Everybody welcome to, to this, this special most special spin off of the Line of Venice week podcast, which remains the world's greatest Bolton Wonders podcast. Now, in the past, we've done one or two of these wrestling spin offs, and with, of course, WrestleMania coming up this Sunday, I thought it no better time to resurrect the good old Love Podomania brand. Now, tonight, I'm still oh, and always going to be Chris. I'm joined by uh, podcast regular James. James, good evening. Evening, Chris. How are you, Matt? I'm doing. Very, very well. Thank you very much. Very, very well indeed. Also joined by Stu Davis. Stu, how are you doing, mate? Nice to speak to you. Good evening, Chris. I'm all right. Thank you, mate. You too? Good stuff. Yeah, no, it's it's nice to speak to you. For the listeners, Stu and I worked together for a good while. He disappeared and left the team in the lurch a few months ago. And <laughs> this is the first time I've had a chance to chat against him. So, so I'm very grateful for you coming on. So, rough format for tonight, lads. We've got Oh, I don't even know how many matches we've got to talk about. We've got at least 15 or 16 matches to talk about. We'll give a little bit of information about the build to each and then perhaps we'll look into your predictions, uh, anything that you think of might come to pass. But I just thought it might be interesting just to start off just with a little bit of playing a bit of get to know you. Because obviously, James, you first, we know you in 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 the context of following Wanderers and your opinions on the matter. But in terms of wrestling, sports entertainment, call it what you will. Maybe if you could just give us a, a minute or two on your favourite matches, your favourite wrestlers, any special memories you've got of the of the business and of WrestleMania as well. Oof.
1: Um well well sorry I, I probably I think I started watching wrestling around um two thousand three when I, when my mum finally got up Sky for the house. So it on there and I saw Brock Lesnar beating the crap out of Kurt Angle and I thought, Yep, yep, I'm into this. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um oof and then i don't i think i went off it for a bit around 2006 2007 and then came back around i think it was 2009 i want to say right around when ecw was dying again okay yeah um yeah uh from that time onwards i think i probably am one of my my favorite wrestlers um it's really hard to choose one so i'll just say
0: you do choose as many as you like mate by all means
1: yeah, yeah. I'll just probably choose my favourite three from around that time, which would probably be Punk, Cena, and Jericho. <laughs> interesting, interesting. I, I missed the Punk generation. I came
0: back in just uh, about a month or so, month or so before Brian won at Mania. So what coming up to coming up to five years, I guess it is. isn't that was WrestleMania thirty. Hmm. Um, so I'll I'll, go, I'll give you my uh, my answers shortly. But Stu, same question to you. Any particular favourite matches? Any particular memories that stand out for you uh, in general?
2: Biggest memory for me is the first match that really caught my attention was Cactus Jack versus Triple H at the Royal Rumble.
0: Oh, uh, excellent!
2: Two thousand, I think. That was a phenomenal match, and I've loved Mick Foley since then. To be fair, I mean, he's a bit geriatric now, bless him. But yeah, he was always good for me. Like I, like I loved them faces of Foley. Thought they were brilliant. But I think, yeah, probably favorite Mania match is probably Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. I'd say. Oh, that's my favourite as well. Phenomenal
0: Fantastic. Match. Yeah, a fantastic choice. I think it's uh, that's certainly one of the have in most people's top ten. I think for me, it's always going to be Austin. Um, I was watching it when I was sort of 16, 17 in the late... Uh, sorry, about 14, or 15, 16 in the late, late 90s and so right around peak attitude era time. I fell out with it kind of 2001, 2002, then got back in, like I said, about five or so years ago. Um, I don't really know why I watch it because it annoys me more than anything else in the entire universe <laughs> as, 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 as Stu knows that often often distracting work conversations about what the hell we just watched the night before be it on a Monday or a Tuesday but we always keep coming back don't we um, with mm. Mania being the one show a year that I watch live now Stu you're, you're lucky enough to, to hopefully be going to this next year aren't you
2: I am next year yeah booked up for, for next year um, everything except the Mania ticket at this point so
0: fantastic yeah well, so, Let's hope there's no four-hour-long Jinder match. There's no main event. That's what I'm counting <laughs> on. It's the only reason I'm
1: going. Don't <laughs> hinder the Jinder.
0: <laughs> he would never exactly. dare hinder the Jinder. So, in, in general terms, it's, it's going to be the WrestleMania 35, as we've said, held in, uh, in the MetLife Stadium in New Jersey, a fantastic 82,000-seater arena. Um, We know so far we've got Alexa Bliss hosting the event. Do either of you have any particular thoughts on that? Do you think it's a shame she's not competing do you think there's maybe more to it as to why she can't compete uh stu answer that one first if you may
2: i think there's more to it and i think we probably will see her compete rumor has it she was cleared quite a while ago um for in-ring competition again but they've held her out of the ring for some reason and i think it could be a big return for her with a match potentially just adding herself into it because she seems to have the power to make any match she wants at this point for this mania so it wouldn't surprise me to see her in the ring
0: it's a curious one. James, same same question to you, mate. Um,
1: well, this is slightly a spoiler for when we talk about the matches, but I actually have her down to win the Women's Battle Royal on the pre-show because that's pretty much exactly what you said. She has the power to make her, make her own matches and I just see her throwing herself in and uh, winning that Battle Royal trophy. Mm.
0: Interesting. Interesting. I think that, that's that's certainly certainly possible. Uh, the Women's Battle Royal, sometimes I'm quite looking forward to because it's been thrown together seemingly last minute, What with the Developments with the women's title on SmackDown in particular. So who knows where that's going to go. Uh, the women's battle royale then. So it was the F- the fabulous Moolah battle royale, wasn't it? Obviously, <laughs> we, we,
1: don't,
0: we don't have that anymore. So the, the contestants as, as, as stands at this minute in time being Asuka, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lana, Liv Morgan, Mandy Rose, Nikki James, Naomi, Nikki Cross, Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, uh, Sonya Deville and Zelina Vega. Do either of you have any particular favourites going into that? Anyone that you think might win? Apart from Alexa Bliss. Asuka is always a
1: safe bet, since yeah, you got, especially I, since she got screwed out of the championship about two I, weeks I, ago. I completely agree. And her performance on SmackDown this
0: week only emphasises that likelihood studio do, do you agree, disagree? Yeah,
2: yeah, I think she's probably in with a good shout, but I don't know. There's something about this push of Mandy Rose at the minute that I just see her being pushed into the stars, same as what Baron Corbin was with the... And battle royale previously
0: mm. yeah 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 she's certainly been prominent hasn't she it's uh it does always always bring a smile to my face when when she comes out and cory starts going crazy which made me even more surprised when all the news broke of him and carmela because i would have put money on him and mandy rose perhaps being the uh the golden couple <laughs> behind the scenes. but there you go what do i know we've also yeah. got a an eight man elimination tournament as well um Sorry, beg your pardon. We've also got uh, the Andrew the Giant bottle royale taking place. Um mm. obviously that that's that's gonna be featuring most of the, the main royale Yeah. Who <laughs> 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 can't get on the who can't get on uh, on the main card. I mean, I, I
1: don't suppose you can look any further than Braun, can you, for that one, lads? I mean, I don't no. want it to be Braun. It would be a very predictable. Like and I kinda wanna see him to give a push to someone who probably should have a match on the main card like like Andrade Almas or, yeah. or or Mustafa Ali, something like that. <laughs> well, let's go through the participants. We've got Ali, uh, Andrade,
0: we've got Apollo, Bo Dallas, Bobby Roode, Strowman, Chad Gable, the two idiots from Saturday Night Live, Curtis Axel, EC3, Grand Metalik, Slater, Jeff Hardy, Jinder, Callisto, oh God, this is going on, Carl Anderson, uh, Ascension Connor, Lindsay Dorado, Gallows, Matt Hardy, we've got No Way Jose, Otis, Rhino, Shelton Benjamin, Titus O'Neill, Tucker, Tyler Breeze, Victor from Ascension. So, yeah, jobber, jobber battle royals. No, not a patch on the old gimmick battle royals that they used to have. Um, but, Stu, your thoughts on this particular one? I think Gronk's going to win this. Interesting. Oh, he was That's
2: my call. I genuinely he was... think he'll be in.
0: He's an option on Skybet if you, if you like betting on, uh, oh, on, no. on sports, sports entertainment. <laughs> Um, it's lo- interesting looking down the list of the, the, the participants there's no, obviously, there's no oh did I say Tyler Breeze in there? I can't if I said that or not um, but there's no, there's no space for people like Zack Ryder uh, Ziegler um, someone that I'm hoping makes an appearance at some point someone like Sami Zayn uh, Kevin Owens as well doesn't have anything booked so there's options there uh, James do you think that we might see any surprises in this one? I mean obviously you've said already about the the winner maybe being a surprise but what
1: about any surprise participants maybe that we don't know about? Uh, I don't think, I think Sammy's, Sammy's aim will be safe for the, either the Raw or Smackdown after Mania, personally. Okay. Um, Kevin, Kevin Owens would be nice to have in the match just to give him something to do. Please yeah. do not be gronk. We have enough <laughs> quote-unquote celebrity participants as it is. Um, yeah, I
2: think yeah, what, to be i, I see many Yeah, I definitely don't want him to win it, but I've just got a funny feeling they're going to do something daft with him. It surprised me, actually, if um, Zack Ryder wasn't involved in some way, because, Mm. I mean, he's hometown, basically, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I've heard rumours that they might actually have another match to the card where it's going to be them, him and Kurt Hawkins versus the Revival. Interesting. Do you think this might be the stage for Hawkins to break his streak? Even if only for one night. Because, I mean, it was
0: at WrestleMania last year, was it? Or the year before where Ryder won the Intercontinental Champion and then lost it straight away the
1: next night. I think that was
0: 32. Was it? Ah. Yeah. So, I mean, they've got form for it, so you just never know. Um, right, okay, well, let's move on because there's a hell of a lot of matches to get through. Uh, the Okay, so Usos Usos have forfeited their gauntlet match against the New Day uh, the previous week, which was one of the greatest moments in the last 12 months in SmackDown, I thought. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, Alexa then came out and said there'd be repercussions, and so they would have to defend the titles at WrestleMania in a fatal four-way against The Bar, against Alistair Black and Ricochet, and against Rusev and Nakamura. So, James, your first, uh, your thoughts on that? Whilst my Alexa starts jumping in because obviously I said Alexa, Alexa, stop. I feel like I might be saying that a few times on Sunday. Apologies. So the the SmackDown lie, uh, the the host of WrestleMania, whose name I will not repeat as I will just repeat, inform the Usos that they must face the following tag teams in a, in a four-way. We've got The Bar, Alistair Black and Ricochet, Rusev and Nakamura. So, again, James, apologies for that. Who do you see, what do you see happening in that particular match?
1: Um, I hope it's just a lot of st- stupid nonsense. Obviously, we've got Ricochet <laughs> and Alistair Black, who absolutely love high-flying, and they're both very good at it, especially Ricochet. So, I expect to see quite a few spots in there. Um I do see the Usos losing the titles, but I can't decide which team they'd put it on. Okay. Yeah. I'm, un-
0: I'm, I'm still undecided. Obviously, the news broke breaking today that the Usos, Usos have re-signed with the company for a, a number of years. So I'm, I'm uncertain as to whether that will mean they'll necessarily lose the title. But I agree with you completely. I think it's, set, it's setting up to be a fascinating match. Stu, your thoughts?
2: Uh, I think if you look at the participants of this match, it's got every right to be one of the best matches on the card. Mm. But just can't call it. I I would like to see if the Usos are going to drop it, maybe to Ricochet and Alistair Black. But I'm just not sure. Can't call it. Be any,
0: do you think there'll be any sort of uh, follow on from the the NXT tag team takeover match, which Ricochet and Alistair are taking part in?
2: Tell a good story if they want it, wouldn't
0: it? Mm, yeah, I just wonder because if they're going to start doing all these this sort of winds of change thing that's supposed to be blowing through post WrestleMania, whether there'll be as we've seen with the Women's Tag Team Championships, when they can tour between brands, whether they think about maybe doing something similar here. But I wonder whether that's maybe a step too far. I certainly don't see Rusev and Nakamura winning it. I think those two have, have, have not really got a great deal of anything behind them. And, and what a downfall, Stu, for Nakamura for the last 12 months as he went into the, the title Absolutely. match against Styles last year.
2: Oh, it's, it's an awful drop, isn't it? Such mm-hmm. a talented wrestler. But again, there's just too many the the, card, um, the cards on both brands are so stacked, it's just a how do you fit everyone else
0: like absolutely, everyone
2: just, just absolutely.
0: Mad. It, it is crackers and, and to say that at the moment we've got 15 matches confirmed with the potential like you've said that the lads are ready for me at least one, maybe two more on top of that, um, so to move on to the next one one that I'm not overly familiar with. I don't really watch 205 Live, but Buddy Murphy against Tony Neese. Do either of you have any particular opinions about that one? I know it came about, again, as a as a result of an elimination tournament with the winner facing Murphy, who is the champion at, at Mania. Um, okay. And a surprise a
1: surprise contender, I should, I should think, in Tony Neese. I can't really say that I watch 205 Live either, but from what I've seen of Buddy Murphy on all the pre-show Cruiserweight kickoff matches, he is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope he holds on. Maybe there's a big underdog story with Tony Nese. Nice. Again, I don't know. I don't watch the show. So maybe the Murphy will drop the title to Nese nice now, but I would love Bodie Murphy to continue being champion. He is absolutely fantastic and has one of the best finishers currently in the company.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, no, no arguments there from me, Stu.
2: No, I totally agree, but I think he's going to drop the title. It just seems a bit... I'd be surprised if he didn't because Tony Nese nice is a local wrestler to New Jersey. Um, so it'll be a cheap pop to start the show off with, because mm. um, I think that one's sneaked—it's sneaked onto the pre-show, hasn't it? Yeah, so and it so be a good one uh, for them to finish the pre-show with when it's starting to get a bit fuller.
0: True, yeah, because the pre-show at this minute in time consists of the men's, the women's battle royal, and uh, as things stand, the the two uh, the cha- sorry, the cruiserweight championship title match. So yeah, that something would be a, bit, a good way to get people g'd up, would not it? Uh, again, or if there was to be an introduction of someone like a. You know, a rider and a Hawkins victory against somebody. Who knows? Who knows? Um, OK, fair enough. I think I don't disagree with either of you there. Again, I don't really know enough about either of them to really have that much of a full, of a, an informed opinion. But on the night where they tend to close off a lot of storylines before starting fresh ones again the night after, then perhaps Mania is the spot where, where Murphy can uh, can drop the title and perhaps move on to the full roster. Who knows? He certainly must be on, on the brink of being 205. Anyway, looking at the size of the guy, he's massive.
1: <laughs> okay. Put him in comparison with the characters, hour. It's like night and day. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bizarre, isn't it? I mean,
0: I was watching some old Raw uh, a couple of nights ago, and X Pac was on there. And they were they were billing him as being 222 pounds, like absolute <laughs> bullshit. Uh, bullshit on that. One. <laughs> speaking of speaking of midgets, uh, Finn Balor uh, is is coming up in his in his match against Bobby Lashley, the Almighty Bobby Lashley. Uh, for the Intercontinental Championship, so the build up to this particular one was started at uh, what well, started proper to me at least at Elimination Chamber when uh, Balor defeated Lashley and Rush to win the title. Um, hot potato in the title backwards and forwards a little bit. Obviously since then, and with Leo Rush obviously helping uh, helping Lashley win the title back just a couple of weeks later. Um, Balor managed to beat them again. I think he beat them when your mate Jinder was on uh, with Lashley mm-hmm. taking the place of Leo Rush. I'm curious about this particular one because I really, really, and Stu knows this, I really dislike the demon character. I think it's, it just looks stupid. I think on a the, on the, on the small independent arena, for example, I've seen him do it at Preston, Preston City Wrestling and PCW. It's great in a tiny little nightclub. I wonder how effective it will be in a big old stadium, uh, stadium context. And I'm also a bit bothered about how the fact that he, he'll bring it out when he's facing Bobby Lashley, but he won't bring it out when he's facing Brock Lesnar, as I did a few weeks ago. It all seems a bit bizarre. But James, your thoughts on the, on the Finn Balor Bobby Lashley match?
1: Right before I continued, uh, is the stadium an an open roof stadium or? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh god, I'm really It'll worried need... that his entrance is going to be dampened. Then because it really benefits when it's when it's incredibly darkened. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I wonder. Wh- I wonder whether the time of the d- time of day will obviously play a part because that's not really an entrance, much like. Undertaker, who maybe we'll come and talk about
1: later. Yeah, yeah, yeah him, would, him, my entrance. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't work in daylight, would it? No, nah. but but anyway, to the match itself. Um, well, he's playing the demon, so he's going to win. They want to keep that mystique for yeah. Bal- for Bella's demon character, and yeah. Bobby Lashley is literally just a guy who slaps his ass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what do you think? What do you think it could mean for for Balor going forward? I mean, do you see anybody in particular in his future? Do you think that uh, even someone like Ambrose? I know there's obviously talk about him leaving, which I still I'm not entirely certain. I believe, but who who would you like to see Balor go up against next? Given the uh, given the fact that that Lashley has got a certain look and a certain charm, but not really much more beyond that.
1: See, I don't know because. Um because they always do the, the draft two weeks after Mania, so they can literally bring in anyone to, to replace him. Uh, They'll probably try and continue the Lashley food for one, more, for one more pay-per-view, but other than that, I really couldn't begin to tell you.
0: No, nope, fair enough. Stu, same question to you then. How do you see this match going, and, and what do you think it might mean for, for Balor going forward? There's no way on earth that Balor will lose this match.
2: And mm. it's the Demon character he's as well. It's it's definitely not... He's not going to drop this one. Um, I think going forward, yeah, call-ups might be a good way to go. If he brought back um, some sort of uh, open challenge for that in the intercontinental mm-hmm. title, some of the matches he could have would be brilliant with the likes of maybe Pete Dunn or some others that they might end up calling up by, like, next couple yeah. of weeks. Thought, Dream really.
0: someone like that, perhaps. I, I yes. wondered whether... I wondered whether that that in that would lead to to something an opportunity for Sami Zayn or Kevin Owens perhaps to 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 go up against Halifax. It's still a prestigious title, and they're they're sort of upper level performers. You haven't really got a great deal going on at the minute. Mm.
1: That's a good shout with Sami Zayn. <laughs> mm.
0: We'll see, we'll see. So right, let's let's crack on. We're doing well here. So women's tag team championships. Then um, obviously at, the, at the Elimination Chamber they were crowned the first ever women's tag team champions, so called Boss and Hug Connection. Or Shit and shitter, one of the in wrestling. Shit and shitter, they're known in my house. And um, after retaining <laughs> the championships at Fastlane against Naya and Tamina, Tamina, there's nobody meaner. Uh, for which they earned a post-match beatdown. The Iconics, my absolute favourites, called out the champions on SmackDown the week after. Uh, then we've also got Natalia, ugh, God, and Beth Phoenix, who came out, who's come out of retirement to reform. And I had no idea they were called this until I did some research <laughs> earlier on. The Divas of Doom. <laughs> Jesus oh God, we're Christ! We're bringing back the Divas. The Divas of <laughs> Doom. Well, the next night on SmackDown, my boys, the Iconics defeated the Boss and Hug Connection, obviously in a non-title match. Um, and then they got defensive. Our friends Sasha and Bailey, and they decided to uh, to put their title and line against anybody. And so naturally, that means it's got to be everybody, not just anybody, because again, there's goddamn too many tag teams going round. So. We've got Boston Hood connection scheduled to defend against Naya and Tamina, the Divas of Doom and the Iconics in a fatal four-way tag team match for the women's title. James, your thoughts on this build, any of the participants and where you think it's going to go?
1: Um, I don't know where it's going to go, but if the Iconics don't win, I will be incredibly mad because they're, other than Bailey and possibly Bailey and Sasha, they're really the only actual team in that match. Phoenix is going to be there for a night. Natalia's a charisma vacuum, and Nia Jax has literally been forced to help Tamina just to give her a place on the card. I'm just thoroughly enjoying
0: Tamina at the moment. That when when Nia was running the ropes and Tamina got in the way a couple of weeks ago it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. I, no. you, held, you held on with all her might to not fall off the side yeah. of the ring there.
1: Uh, yeah, that. but the funniest thing I ever saw, I don't know if you boys saw Elimination Chamber, but when Nia Jax crashed through that pond, she was literally nowhere near Bailey <laughs> when she absolutely <laughs> ran through it. <laughs> oh, it is. It is I, I, do love a, I
0: do love a bit of Botchermania from time to time, and, and I'm afraid gonna she, this match, that <laughs> it's going to be one I think where you should be certainly following it closely. I completely agree with you. I would 100% have the Iconics come out of this. Stu, have you got any particular uh, thoughts on the same topic? I completely,
2: agree. I completely agree. If it's not the Iconics, there'll be a riot. It's just they're the only logical choice in this match. I think Bailey and Sasha have just been lifeless with those titles, they've got to give them to a heel. Um, a heel pairing and the iconics would be the perfect one. For God's sake, not Naya and Tamina.
1: Um, <laughs> oh God.
0: Yeah, I just can't even bear that thought. You see, I know exactly where you both come from and what you both say makes perfect sense. But may I just remind you, this is WWE we're talking about so I would not be surprised in the slightest to see Naya and Tamina walking out of that stadium <sighs> with that with the belts. So I think to, to, the seed it would generate, the 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 heat it would generate Christ, I, I think that's—it's far too enticing for someone like Vince, who, who likes to do things that, obviously, as we know, he likes to do things that people wouldn't predict. That would not would never think in a million years that he would do. Would not surprise me one little bit if uh, those those two came out of there with those belts. I, have I to mean, say. I don't
1: mind. I mean, I don't mind Nia myself, but Tamina, she apparently she hasn't won a single championship in her entire like nine years spanning the company, and I want it to remain that way. <laughs> She's <laughs> oh one of the most boring charisma vacuum wrestlers I've ever seen in my entire life. She's completely so is. bad. She completely is. Someone that's identifiably,
0: and we say this about Natalia a lot as well, only there because of a, a heritage and her and name and, and and what that brings. Um
1: I can forgive really? Natalya because at least she's actually good in the ring, but Tamina, no.
0: <laughs> no, a complete personality vacuum. On to someone completely different, someone who I think has got personality by the bucket load. We'll talk about Joe and Rey Mysterio um, in the United States title. I think Joe is one of the most underrated ones on there, which may sound a bit daft because obviously he's a champion. He's going to be in a prominent match. But I think Joe, Joe should be top level. I know we've, we've seen him against Brock not a million years ago. And I'd love to see him back up at that level again. Um, So, the build up on this particular one obviously, this is all dependent on Ray uh, managing to get over this injury that he unfortunately suffered Mm. um, in the hands of our friend Baron Corbin. So, do you think this could throw up an option for someone like Cena, Stu, perhaps to come in and take Ray's place should that uh, injury prove insurmountable?
2: I think it, I'd be surprised if it wasn't Cena that took over, if that Mm. does Mm. come, like, does appear to be as bad as it is, but. Um, Yeah, I just think from the start, he's really the option I wanted for Joe because it's been that sort of build with Joe where he's been saying he's definitely not a Cena guy and all of this. And he's been very clear in sort of going that path. So I was a bit surprised when it was even Mysterio that was put up against him. So
0: I think it's
2: probably a good excuse for maybe a kayfabe injury and just get Cena into this card somehow.
1: James, your thoughts? Um, I'm I'm kind of down the same road to be honest, especially because um, the, J- Cena and Joe, actually, from what I've heard, have quite a lot of history with each other, at least from way back in the day. So mm-hmm. so, so you've got a re- so you've got a ready made story there, as well as to fulfill a dream match on the card. Yeah, yeah. But so when they went with Mysterio, I was very shocked. Um, but. Whew, but as long as Samoa Joe still is champion by the end of it, I will be happy because he's one of the best assets that they have in that company right now.
0: Agreed, and he's absolutely sensational on the microphone as well, which I think is another another thing. I think he suffers a little bit for his look. Obviously, it's not what you might expect traditionally, but you know, for someone at his age to come in out of nowhere and make a success of it as he has, I think, is absolutely sensational. I've seen him a couple of times as well up up in the, up close in the flesh at Preston and. The guy's a brilliant, brilliant performer. I highly recommend if you ever get a chance to see him work. Uh, that. So I think we all agree, do we, that to whatever happens, do you, think, do you think Joe will retain? So even if he does get someone like Cena, do you think that the title will change hands? Uh, Stu, first one for you, that?
2: I'm not sure, actually. I could see him dropping it and being pushed towards the world title. Right. I think he's got that sort of X factor at the minute that the, most, of, most of both Raw and SmackDown is missing. He's just he seems to bring something out in the crowd reaction wise that a lot of people seem to be just falling flat on at the minute and they could really yeah. sort of level on him.
0: I think that's perfectly true. I think the work he did with styles, especially the promo work and the, the the sort of the videos, the vignettes that they would they would produce and put out as well was something completely different to what they've done for quite a long time. It was quite old mm-hmm. school, I thought, in a lot in a lot of ways. And so I'd I'd like to see him push towards that title picture. I, I certainly think he deserves it, but uh, but we'll, we'll wait to see whether that, uh, that comes to pass or not. Okie dokie. Uh, right, moving forward, uh, Stu, you'll like this one. Roman Reigns. Right, Roman <laughs> Reigns faces Drew McIntyre, James just to fill you in, and obviously listeners to fill you in also. A long-running joke at work has been Stu's absolute adoration for the ground that beautiful Roman wo- Roman walks on. You'll he'll never, he'll never hear a word against his mate. It, it's, it, it got to the point now where I think Stu knows that we take the piss, so he plays it up a little bit. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if he starts crying at any point during this one. So it could happen, as we know. In October, Reigns came and, and spoke to the world about his battle with his continued battle with leukemia, which obviously he overcame, which is fantastic. Um, and they reunited with the Shield, obviously in the light of Ambrose leaving and Rollins moving on to bigger things uh, to defeat Corbin, Lashley, and McIntyre. Um, Raw Roman then came back the next night, didn't he? On Raw, and, and was scheduled to face Corbin, but McIntyre attacked him, and then McIntyre went on to attack. Uh, Ambrose as well following which led to a challenge at WrestleMania um, McIntyre I think is an absolutely sensational performer I think he's absolute top level as well um, and I think this is probably a good test for him to see if he can compete with somebody that although out of the ring for a long time is, is still one of the top guys without, without question They um, went to, another, to a bit of a, an extent where McIntyre obviously brought up Reigns' illness and he brought up his family as well which provoked Roman into accepting the challenge um, after which we've not seen anything really in a two-way physicality we've mainly seen McIntyre beating down on Roman um, James, to come to you first on that particular one uh, your thoughts on the build-up, do you think that they went too far discussing the leukaemia do you think that the maybe didn't go far enough do you think that this is going to end up, end up in a Roman win, do you think it's going to be a McIntyre win, I'm interested to know what you think
1: Well, re- well, regarding the build-up I'm, I was absolutely fine with all of it, um, it was, it's one of those things, I don't Roman's been very open about his leukemia, so, and I think he's in a position in the company where if he didn't want it bringing up, he would have, he would have told the company, no, I'm not okay with this, I'm not comfortable with this, and mm. they could change it from there on. So, no, I have no issues with that. Uh, regarding the match itself, I do see a Roman win because they'll want to, um, you, know, you know, bring him back, make him come back strong, Big ovation from the baby face come after overcoming illness and all that sort of stuff for his big singles return. But in my in my own fantasy world, I really, really want Drew to win just so he can challenge um, the, for the universal championship and use that wave of momentum yeah. that I've been building at, from this build up and with that win, because Drew needs the win way more than Roman does. I completely
0: agree, um, and I, I also too would like. Uh, like to see McIntyre win I think Roman can definitely take it I don't think it would harm him whatsoever and I think a win for McIntyre would, would give him a great boost Stu your thoughts
2: I think build up wise this match has probably been one of the best built sort of mm. stories between the two of them that we've had in what has been let's face it a pretty lacklustre build to a mania probably the worst I can remember for a while mm. um I th- McIntyre looks like an absolute monster right now and I think they need to keep that going on with you guys I would love to see him um, take the momentum on and go for that universal title while, while he's got an opportunity because he does look fairly fierce um, but yeah I can't see past Roman winning this um, which actually for the first time in a while I think is a shame
0: Whoa, Hang on, <laughs> say that oh, again Are yeah. you <laughs> okay?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no well, I think I it's think... a shame, I really do
0: yeah, I think the the opportunity is there, in it to do something interesting. But I, I I fear that given the nature of his if it, what he's overcome, that it'll just be too much. I don't think they dare to to go any different. But we'll see. You never know. We might we might be surprised. Um, okay, on to the next one: uh, Styles against Orton, one that has actually crept up on me a little bit. Um, I wasn't particularly asked about it, but over the last two or three weeks, I think the build has been fairly slow, but it's been intense, and I'm, I'm actually quite looking forward to this particular one. Uh, this began with uh, interruptions and backstage segments on SmackDown, where they both reside at Elimination Chamber. Um, Orton eliminated Styles as well in the title match. And Styles then returned at Fastlane to uh, to take out Orton, who just attacked Elias. Um, obviously, we know then that they started to have these little backwards and forwards where they start crossing the line with Kay Faber and, and shoot interviews. Uh, I particularly enjoyed the one from this week where they were discussing how they'd spent the last decade, one of which... Was wrestling in gym halls and, and armories and the other one getting suspended for drug infractions, it's very very interesting and I think the match if Orton can be bothered um, has got the potential to be one of those ones that creeps up on you and ends up being half decent, Stu what do you think?
2: I completely agree um, Orton on his day could give anyone a decent match, my mm. concern is that, that there's such a vast difference between Orton on his day and Orton on an average day and it's just laziness, pure laziness, because he's got the potential to be one of the best we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Or it's just he doesn't seem to sort of be that bothered as long as he's picking up a paycheck. doesn't seem to be that arse. So if he turns yeah. up, it's going to be amazing. It really will. And that, um, yeah, this week's SmackDown, that segment between the two of them on the Kevin Owens show, was brilliant. Um, I think they missed an opportunity with that, actually, to get Kevin Owens involved in this match. All right. And I saw when he jumped out of that ring, when the um, confrontation was really getting heated, it just felt unnatural. It's for him especially, like with the personality he's got, he could have inserted himself in that, like yeah. really quite easily. And to see he him didn't... walk away, just felt it just felt a bit damp for me.
0: It doesn't sing to fight Owen's fight, does it? Particularly if he's walking away when it gets a bit tasty. So, who do you think is going to win this one? Because I can't call it at all. AJ, more than okay. likely,
2: AJ um
0: what's your reasoning for that
2: i just can't see a a heel sort of randy winning really and the um recent tour that i went to for um wwe the reaction that aj gets when he comes out is unbelievable um within that stadium like with if they want to keep a good momentum going why not give him the win and like get people extra excited
0: why not indeed? Do you think that the future for, for Styles is still on SmackDown or do you think he might switch? Brushing it up I a bit? think
2: he'll be one of them switching, I really mm. do. I think you will be on the red
0: brand come, um, well, the, the brand switch, definitely. Uh, okay, James, same same question as mate. where do you think this one's going to go? What do you think about the build and, uh, and your thoughts maybe on potential brand switches for one or either of the performers?
1: If you asked me about the build about three weeks ago, I would have told you... I somehow, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I would have told you that this would have been my piss break match because mm-hmm. it was so damp. And even though they're both two really good performers, there was just nothing going into it. But they've completely sparked this into life. And in my opinion, Randy actually seems arsed about this match. So, yeah. so it was going to be good. I thought, I think AJ would have brought a good match out of him anyway, but I think Randy's arsed, so this could be a great match. Um, I'm, I'm very
0: hopeful, I'm certainly very hopeful yeah. I think yeah. something might be said, James, on this one about Orton thinking that he's actually you know, taking up a challenge that's worthy of him I think the last one I remember him feeling like that was when he faced Seth, the year that Seth won and cashed in at the end when they had that fantastic match early on in the card in the bright daylight
1: Oh yeah, absolutely, um, there's going to be one I think there's going to be another big Randy Orton, Wrestlemania, RKO spot for him to win, I don't think AJ's going to win this one Okay
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. I think yeah. I think. But I see where you are both coming from. I think I, I really couldn't separate the two. Another one where I'm, I'm. I don't really think I can separate the two. Is is the Shane and Miz. Obviously they had their tag team uh, championship championship run. Uh, they lost at Elimination Chamber and then failed to regain them at Fastlane. Um, Miz obviously has been the face in the partnership at that time. I, I despise face Miz. Um, Shane then went out and took out Mister Miz, the old man with the weird haircut, and then. Shane turned super heel all of a sudden. Now he, he has his own seemingly his own personal announcer, Alberto Del Rio style. And Miz is now having to face Shane at WrestleMania in a in a match where he feels like he's gonna try and defend his own father's honor. And no doubt Vince will somehow be either cited or be involved in some way. But Falls Count Anywhere match at WrestleMania, I don't think we've had one of them before, Stu, have we? Mm, not that I, I can of think that. of. No.
1: Uh, I can't think of any.
0: No.
2: and um, this will be an interesting one, I think. And um, potentially, I could see this one carrying on to the next pay-per-view. I think he's mm. got enough legs in it that they could keep it going. I don't think this is the right time to have Miz win this, because I think there's still more of this story to be told. And mm. I think Mr. Miz might turn on
0: the Miz. That's that my would theory be delicious. This, that would be, be delicious. <laughs> well, they have mentioned throughout, haven't they, how he's, he's, he's forever been searching for his father's acceptance and approval then surely the ultimate betrayal would be to, to offer that approval and then withdraw it straight away and, and, and deny some.
2: Yeah, no, I completely... That's the way I see it going, absolutely.
0: <clears throat> Interesting. James, same things to you, mate. What do you think?
1: Uh, personally, I don't want Mrs. <laughs> dad to get involved, but I think he will. <laughs> um, I'm just, uh, This entire match, um, it, it's just had me thinking, what the hell is Shane going to do? He always does something incredibly wonder stupid in the match, and I'm just trying mm. to figure out what it's going to be, how he's going to nearly murder himself this time.
0: <laughs> well, I just like doing a bit of a drinking game where you sort of have a bit of a sweepstakes as to work out how long it'll be before Shane looks like he's regretting all his choices in life. It's generally about <laughs> two, or th- two or three minutes in when, he's- when his face turns that fantastic red colour and... He appears to be sweats just. sweats
1: like a. He sweats like a waterfall.
0: He certainly does. He, he gives Brock Lesnar that's a run it. for his money in the sweaty in the sweaty escapade. So yeah, <laughs> uh, J- James, please carry on.
1: Any further thoughts about that particular one? Um, I, I think this current face Miz is better than his last face Miz. So that's, I, although that's not saying much. It's not. It's good and. I do think, like like you lads have said, there is enough there that we can carry this on to whatever the next pay per view is. Okay. is. Is it Extreme Rules?
0: Ooh, it my research didn't go that far, so I'll just say yes.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll just say it is because then we can get another big spot of Shane. But um, yeah, uh, I in, I think I see uh, Miz winning this because Shane okay. just doesn't win at Mania. He just doesn't.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Speaking of of matches that may have an end we've got Kurt Angle's coming up, Kurt Angle obviously we know him as the Hall of Famer, one of the best of all time and things, doing what they're doing over the course of the years, he's now got a wonderful prospect of facing everyone's favourite the former uh. general manager Mr Baron Corbin, James over to you on this one, I feel like you may have a
1: lot to say on this <laughs> uh. <sighs> oh. If it was Baron Corbin a year ago, I might have been okay with this, but this current Baron Corbin just makes me want to throw myself out the window. He's awful. He's so (laughs) awful. Uh, What an absolutely awful, awful choice for Kurt Angle's final match. I'm still... I still got my fingers crossed um, that if if Cena's not going to be involved in the US title match, he runs out, beats the crap out of Baron Corbin, and then it's Cena versus Angle. For his farewell match, because so that would be way better. But if it is Corbin versus Angle, it's my piss break match as much as it's as sad as it is yeah. for Angle's farewell match. But Kurt's not nearly as smooth or as good in the ring as he used to be, and Baron Corbin at best is average in the ring. So yeah, yeah. it's bizarre, isn't it? It seems to be the match that nobody wants, which leads me to automatically think that it's a match
0: where something something curious is going to happen. Um, yeah. Obviously, we, we've talked about Senior already. We've we've talked about a couple of things. We haven't talked about Undertaker yet. Um, there's, there's the prospect of him showing up, which is always rumored. Which I wonder whether maybe the case Undertaker or not. I, I don't either. think. No, I don't think that would work in, in the case of Angle. That maybe we'll, we'll talk about someone else in a minute where that might come in. But for me, I think this this would be a perfect opportunity to have a face v face finale for Kurt. A John Cena match, it doesn't have to be anything major. We've seen in the last few weeks, even on Kurt's farewell tour, he can't even complete the farewell matches. There's always been something funny going on, some sort of interference in order to not have him have to go through any kind of physical movement just because he's so bad. Stu, where do you see this one going, mate?
2: Um, Probably see this through the back of my eyelids, if I'm honest. That he was so underwhelming when they announced Baron Gorbin for this match that I genuinely... Mm -hmm. I've I, I can't see anything but Kurt Angle winning, but I, I'm not interested in the slightest in this one, which no. is a shame because Baron Corbin's finishes are probably the best that there is right now. They're when James
0: said that, him. yeah, when James said that earlier on, I was gonna just gonna counter with the fact that I think Baron Corbin's finishes are the best. I think they, yeah. they look the best. They, they look it's the, the only most thing he has going for well. at The moment <laughs> it really it really is. Uh, sorry, is. You carry on, mate. Carry on. Oh, it's
2: it's just. Um, yeah, I think they missed the trick. Everyone was sort of clawing for that um, Cena match for Angle because it tie up the story really nicely. Yeah. Um, and like you say, it's probably going to be the match that's going to end up with something happening in it because the reaction from so overwhelmingly terrible for this, that they've got to pull something out of the bag, surely. It can't just be a simple rest-hold match yep. for these two, yeah, something interesting has to happen.
1: I'm, I'm worried they're just going to give Corbyn the straight clean win just to give him any more momentum. Yeah. Because they, like the, they like the legends to go out on big, you know, big latches, putting over the younger guys or just another guy that they consider big in the company. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm really worried that they're just going to give a straight clean win to Baron Corbin. This will be a short match regardless because Kurt <clears throat> just cannot go anymore but I don't know I, I, for some reason I don't see shenanigans happening in this match
0: Interesting, interesting Speaking of shenanigans, we'll talk a little bit about Batista against Triple H now Obviously we know Excuse me. that came about as a result of the Smackdown 1000 special where Batista were appearing as part of the Evolution reunion which I felt it was interesting given that I don't remember them ever appearing on Smackdown Anyway, but that's maybe a story for another day. I really enjoy, I've really enjoyed Batista's return so far. It's been short and sweet and not without its moments of stupidity. But Stu, how do you think this match is going to go?
2: I think Batista's going to win.
0: Mm, I do
2: too. Do, the stipulation in there just seems useless if it doesn't have a point to it. And I think the point will be that Triple H ends up retiring off the back of this. Um, the, the more they can keep Batista away from a microphone, the better. <laughs> um, I mean this week's promo from him is probably the best he's ever done
0: I um, agree yeah.
2: words. <laughs> what's not to love um, but yeah I don't think it's going to be a particularly special match it'll get the time purely because it's Triple H um, if it wasn't him I can't see this going past 10 minutes but because it's him okay. it'll go all over the place and <laughs> yeah I think they'll do like they did with the um, how was it take a match in uh, the tag match in Melbourne, when they ah, did yes. this, like yes. basically just took it into the crowd, beat um, each other up with sledgehammers and chairs, and it's probably going to be
0: more of the same, I would imagine. I think you're probably right. Do you think there's any any chance that we might see someone like Ric Flair get involved or any other, other member of Evolution? I know Orton's obviously performing at some point in the night as well. We don't know what the match order would be, but whether they'd come to, maybe come to Triple H's aid or maybe come to, Seemingly come to the aid of Triple H and then turn on him and then force uh, help Batista to win the match to force Triple H out, possibly
2: be interesting if they did. To be fair, it'd make it a little bit mm-hmm. more exciting. Um, well done, yeah, it's a possibility. I don't see Batista carrying on after this, if I'm honest. I uh, can't no. see him in another no. match. Um, no. so it's going to have to be someone who can pick that up and run with it. So I wouldn't even say Ric Flair, it's going to have to be someone who's got some legs and is even able to do anything in the ring. I would have thought.
1: Mm. James what do you think about this particular one um well give me what I want um, <laughs> so, sorry for that <laughs> sorry for that but nah, um, if, if triple h needs to retire to be honest his his matches for the most for, for the past two years coming back have been underwhelming like if you saw his tag team crown jewel match against the brothers of destruction. And he just looks gone. If I'm honest, he looks gone as a wrestler and yeah, thank God this is no holds barred match because they can probably disguise both their rustiness and slow movement and just pull out a bunch of big, big spots. The end, um, but he still probably win. I don't see Ric Flair coming out to help him. I think this is going to be a no interference match. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, I'm going for Batista and Triple H to have his big farewell and leave in, I don't know, in the grandest exit in the world because God knows Triple H loves giving himself absolutely operatic entrances. Do you think we might see some sort of Thanos-based
0: entrance, given the uh, Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy connection with Batista? I'd love him to sort of come in and try and, and try and do the big sort of finger click. Like Thanos in, in Infinity Wars and trying to extinguish Drax once and for all—that may be a little bit too too theatrical, maybe a little bit beyond WWE's stage management. But I think it, it would what, certainly.
1: Uh, what if Batista comes out to wrestle dressed as Drax to destroy it? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, his promos would make place. more sense.
0: <laughs>
2: his promos make would it, make it would so much better, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, get could the Guardians of
1: the Galaxy to interfere in the match. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> get Chris Pratt to come out and cost
0: place the match. I won't be again seeing Rocket fight against Kurt Angle, never mind Baron Corbin, but maybe that's uh, that's another one. Okay, brilliant. So on to the next one. So we'll start talking about the championship matches now. Where we've got two major ones uh, to talk about first, the, the men's ones. We're going to speak about Kofi Mania, um, which is, again, in the last couple of months has just come out of nowhere. So a little bit of background about that particular one. Elimination Chamber, easy for me to say, Kofi pinned Bryan and lasted over an hour. Um, Bryan retained the title, obviously, that night with Kofi being the final wrestler eliminated. And uh, Kofi being granted on the following episode of SmackDown a title match after pinning Bryan again in a six-man tag. Then we had the backwards and forwards shenanigans with uh, with the McMahon family in there. The slightly dubious uh uh-oh kind of racial element that that flew into it a little bit as well. However, we managed to get there eventually in the fact that we've now got Kofi against Brian for the, uh, for the World Championship. I think it's absolutely brilliant what they've done so far with, with Kofi. It's completely deserved. And I think the whole entire world would love nothing better than Kofi Mania to come to a head on the grandest stage of them all, trademark point to the sign, on Sunday night and take the belt home. However, in my opinion, if I may just give you my first, lads, before I come to yours, I think that's exactly why he won't do it. What do you think? Stu, first to you.
2: I agree. I think it's it would be wonderful if it happened, but it's too predictable. Yeah, um, this is where I see the likes of um, Bray Wyatt making a reappearance. I've been dying for that Wyatt family reunion with Brian since I saw Rowan come out. Um, yeah. oh, I think it would give it an edge. Keep this going again. Get New Day involvement. I think it could be quite good. Um, there's more of this story to tell, I think, now that... He's in that main event picture. Why not let it run a while longer and build him even further? Um, because I think he probably would benefit from it. Because everyone's behind him purely because it's an underdog story. But imagine if they just kept it going for another, say, another pay per view or two. It'd just be brilliant.
0: Ah, oh, I definitely, I definitely agree. And I wonder whether they will pull the trigger. I'm, I'm conscious of the fact that uh, that the entire universe is behind it, and the last time I remember it being this strong and this fervent of support, James, was, was Daniel Bryan himself. So, in terms of your opinion, what, what have you thought about the build? Have you enjoyed all of, any, any of it that you haven't enjoyed particularly or, or what do you think is going to happen on Sunday night?
1: Uh, if I had to nitpick, I think they abused the Gauntlet matches a bit. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
1: but other than that, I think this build, is, in my opinion, has probably been the, the best one going into Mania. So, like you say, it yeah. went completely out of nowhere. Uh, they didn't have to give in the first Gauntlet match, they did not have to give Kofi such a strong run. But the fact they did just reminded the entire WWE universe that, oh my God, this guy is actually incredibly good at what he does and he can get over. And they've been riding that wave of momentum. And I'm going to have to disagree with you guys. I think they actually will pull the trigger because cause, cause of the massive coverage the whole I think it's the NAACP people. They've been covering how good it's been for coffee for for black people in the company, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And now I I think they will actually pull pull the trigger on coffee mania and oh. And then, then you can have, carry. Then you can probably bring Daniel Bryan. Can probably bring Luke Harper in the picture to try and counteract the new yeah. Day etc., or Bray Wyatt or whoever to keep the feud going from there. But I especially think that they're going to pull it off because the last time that they had a white champion versus um, black cha- black challenger storyline was Triple H versus Booker T. And mm. they balls that up the first time by not awarding the Booker win that night. So maybe this could be some sort of Chance to rectify any mistake if anybody yeah, chooses to the, bring that up,
0: and the deeply yeah. racist, deeply racist behaviour of Triple H as well, which is always forgotten about going over through history. with The, the talk about people could see people like you with your nappy hair and your fancy dancing coming into a my world, yeah, all the like whole kind of people character.
1: like you aren't meant to be champion line. That's and- right.
0: But you made an interesting point there, and me what do you think about this? What what do you think a, a Kofi win could mean for New Day? Do you think they could become a pure tag team? Do you think they could still exist as a three as a threesome in that element? Or do you think a, a Kofi title uh, win would take him out of the picture completely, or even maybe bring the New Day round as a, only an occasional tag team, very much in the way that they've treated the Shield over the last uh, couple of years?
2: Yeah, I think it's a funny one, isn't it? Because, like, surely, it was... I think it would feel a bit offset if um, Kofi was still sort of regular part of New Day but holding the title because I mm-hmm. mean, of the three of those guys the one that looks like he had, should have the title wrapped around him is Biggie. Um, sure? not not Kofi um, and I think this has all happened just by complete accident because if it wasn't for Ali being injured he'd probably have had the run in that match that Kofi did Yeah, um, I don't know if it was just laziness that led to them keeping the match the same and then this has happily sort of happened off the back of it. I I don't know if there would ever really have been any intention of him being in this position. So, I don't know. I think they're probably flying by the seat of their pants trying to figure out what they're doing with this one, I think. But, I mean, it shows you how they can benefit from not having everything planned out for once.
0: Definitely. I think there's certainly something to be said. Sorry, James, go on.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, I, I think um, you're only half right there See. To... Though though they obviously didn't plan for Kofi. I still think, uh, because you're reminding me that Ali was originally in Kofi's position, I think they would have just changed the storyline slightly by having it, uh, you know, the whole people like you thing, just exchange black people for, like, Muslims and stuff. Yeah, 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 Yeah. They probably could have gone down that route instead with Ali, but they're probably doing it with Kofi instead. But the fact that Kofi has backup behind him has allowed them a bit more possibility to... You know, um, take, take the whole storyline into different directions. What
0: well, yeah. did you think, James, this week, based on, based on the conversation I had in, in work today with another mate, was about when Kofi was delivering his promo this week on Brian, very serious, very heartfelt. And then you've got big Ian Woods pole dancing in the background, basically, against the ring post. Do you think it, it needed that element of seriousness, the way it's been going? on? Do you still think that uh, Kofi can have that element of being daft at the same time as being a serious champion, if it came to
1: it? I think if he was an entirely serious champion, then what's the point of having New Day there? Because that's not what New Day are. They've had their serious moments with the Gauntlet matches, the fact that they've been screwed over, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. There probably was a bit of time for a bit of lightheartedness just to kind of, I don't know, play some mind games with Brian or whatever, storyline-wise. But So, so yeah, I think they were they were fine with it, but they're going to get incredibly serious uh Mania, there's not gonna be like any pancake shenanigans or maybe the use of the trombone to hit hit Rowan or something, but other than that, it's just gonna be a straight match and probably it has the potential to be match of the night if they pull it off correctly.
0: Yeah, certainly certainly two fantastic performers. Okay. Brilliant. Well, on to the next men's title match. We've got the winner of the Royal Rumble, Seth Rollins. My message is most favourite wrestler in the history of the world ever. I can't think why. Against <laughs> universal champion ugh, Brock Lesnar. Favourite of, well, I can't think of anybody really at this minute in time. Paul um, Heyman's so favourite. <laughs> Paul Heyman's favourite. That's probably about it. Yeah, he pays for all their nice suits. Uh, obviously, we know that uh, that Rollins was given the choice of challenging either champion uh, of his choosing at the Rumble. And, and thankfully, he chose he chose Lesnar. Um, these two have faced each other many, many times over the last few years, obviously with Lesnar generally coming out on top. Um, Stu, how do you think this one's going to go? What have you thought, thought of the build and who do you think is going to win?
2: I think the build's been all right. I think they could probably have gone a little bit further with it. Um, I'm actually quite excited for this match because Brock, when he's against these smaller guys, seems to pull it out of the bag a bit better. His matches against uh, Finn Balor, Daniel Bryan, like, just oh, they've been amazing like I, I love watching him yeah. against the smaller guys because it's it's more than just him throwing Goldberg through a barrier or something like that you know it's he gets a he gives the punishment and then takes such a lot and when Brock sells he's probably one of the best that they've got um, yeah, and it's the-, the only time I ever get excited watching him is when he's selling
0: the triple threat he had with Cena and Rollins a couple of years ago was probably one of my favorite matches of the last ten years, at least since I started watching it again. So yeah, he dead right when he when he fancies it, it's brilliant. When he wants to, when he's against someone like Strowman, where it's just two kind of lumps of ham fighting against each other, it's
1: it's not always the most exciting. Um, James, what do you think about this one, mate? Um, I completely agree. I think this build has been hindered by the fact that Brock Lesnar has, I think, has only appeared on one, maybe. Two rows since mm. Seth Rollins has since Seth Rollins won the Royal Rumble, at least as far as my memory is concerned. So it's been down to Seth and Paul Heyman to, ca- to carry that feud, and there was only so much that they could do without repeating themselves. So yeah, so all that. But I completely agree with you guys that I think this match is going to be brilliant. Brock Lesnar, he loves facing the smaller guys, the AJ Styles, this the Daniel Bryan's, the Finn Balor's, the more technical, high flying guys, and. Obviously, Seth Rollins fits into that category, and it's it's going to be a brilliant, brilliant match, in my opinion. Um, um, can you call a winner? I think, they, I think they're going to give it Seth, so that they can put Brock on SmackDown in the draft. Interesting, interesting. I did have a vision of
0: Roman Reigns coming out and helping Rollins win, maybe with Ambrose as well, as the kind of last act of that partnership, but... Uh, Maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. Stu, uh, did we discuss your thoughts on the winner? I mean, I, I wonder whether you're going to go for Rollins or for Lesnar.
2: I think it's it's time for it to be someone else, isn't it? I'm ready for Rollins to have that title. I don't think he'll hold it very long. Um, I think the mission will be to strike while the iron's hot with Reigns, while he's got that sort of baby face
0: mm. um,
2: reaction, and maybe put the title on him while, while they can, um, which is a shame because I think Rollins is week in, week out, been carrying uh, the WWE for a fair bit. Yeah, I think I think it'll be I'll be surprised if Brock doesn't drop it. I could see him running off to UFC again pretty soon. Um yeah, time for a change. Definitely time for a change.
0: I, I fully agree. I think again this is one we always said previously where <clears throat> excuse me that he might do things that we all find surprising. I think this is one where I think the the ending is pretty much nailed on to be a Rollins win and I don't really mind how that comes about. Okay, brilliant. So we'll move on to the women's title match in just a minute or two, but before we get to that, I just wanted to talk to you both about Elias. Obviously it's his uh, record-breaking performance that uh, that he's promised us. I think he's going to be
1: completely free of interruption with nothing interesting happening whatsoever. James, do you think I'm right? I completely agree, completely agree. Absolutely nothing interesting is going to happen. He's definitely not going to come out during the, when the Hall of Fame has come out to present themselves and Honky Tonk Man is definitely not going to bash Elias over the head with a guitar that's 100% not happening
0: Do you think, Stu, there's any chance we might hear a kind of like bong halfway through Elias' performance, the kind of ultimate interruption? <laughs> uh, it, it would make
2: a good exclamation point, wouldn't it? He's been bigging up these interruptions and yeah, he wouldn't get a better one really, would he? Um, Yeah, I mean, ultimately, he's going to get interrupted, isn't he? It's going to happen. Um, It's just who's going to interrupt him. Cena fought him last year, so it's not going to be him. It's, yeah, realistically, if The Undertaker's making an appearance, it's the tombstone Elias and... That whole process of him just getting to the ring, tombstoneing him and leave will take probably 15 minutes. So that's a good way to
0: think about up. <laughs> well, maybe James is right in the fact if Elias interrupts the Hall of Fame segment, they could have Elias basically standing at the top of the entrance ramp and save Undertaker three hours walking down the uh, down the aisle at an <laughs> yeah. absolute snail, snail's yeah. pace. So maybe that's a good idea, help him or, or put some sort of transport on for him like a wheelchair or that. Stephanie McMahon's motorbike from last year, perhaps.
1: Yeah, so you could start it like that with Elias having his promo, saying like, "Hey, now you know, now you know what it's like to have the people you like be interrupted, interrupting the Hall of Famers. I don't know, beating the crap right. out of them, cut for heel heat, heat, and then bong right before his performance.
0: I think that's something we we could book this shit no problem at all. Well, <laughs> onto, some, onto onto something that's completely uh, become the main event, and, and rightly so, in my opinion, is the women's. Yeah, the women's tag team. Uh, sorry, the women's title match, I beg your pardon. Not, I'm
1: just not any surprised title. you're saying tag team considering there's two on the line. <laughs> that's right, yeah. We've got all the
0: titles on the line here, haven't we? have got a, an incredible, incredibly complicated build. I tried to kind of summarise it when I was doing a bit of research earlier on tonight, and I couldn't, to be honest, because it's just it's all over the place and, and that's not a not a bad thing, not necessarily a criticism. Um but we've got a, a triple threat match where Rhonda faces Charlotte faces Becky. James, perhaps you could explain to us the mess of the rules and regulations around this match what with the titles that are and aren't on the line
1: well um well well thankfully the rules for the actual match are are fairly straightforward the, it's a winner take all so basically they're gonna unify the belts for some reason probably to have one of the singles women's title on one brand and then maybe the tag teams on the other just so they can separate the women a bit easier but that's just my own personal thing but yeah, you're right. You're right in regards to the build-up to this match being bloody complicated because it's basically been going since um, Survivor Series and when Becky got taken out by Naya in, in a match against Ronda. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's been it's been a long build, hasn't it? I
0: mean, I particularly enjoyed the daftness of the uh, the, the police segment this week. I thought. Uh, someone put a meme on when it was a co- it was slightly sped up the action and it was accompanied to the sound of the Benny Hill music and it's absolutely brilliant. So <laughs> if you haven't checked that out, then I highly recommend it. I'll send me the link, I've not seen that. <laughs> I shall, I shall. So who's your favourite going into this one? Is there anyone that you particularly enjoy watching work, anyone that you don't enjoy, anyone that you think doesn't deserve to be there out of the three?
1: I I've could have done without maybe Charlotte being there, but she has been quite good in this feud, admittedly, but... I would have preferred it just to be a, a Becky Ronda match, but mm-hmm. but it is it is what it is, and uh, I I'm really really worried that they're going to give Charlotte the
0: title. Hmm. But she's the only one that can work out the three. I'm I'm not a fan of yeah. of Becky's in ring stuff particularly, and I think Ronda's Ronda. You know, she's got a, a moments, but she's certainly not a strong enough performer, and I don't think her and Becky when put together are are strong enough as a pair to carry a, a main event at WrestleMania match. Yeah, so I, don't, I don't think I Ronda's going I think Charlotte needs to be there. Do you think this will sort of preclude Ronda taking a bit of time off, for James, or anything like that? Or do you think she'll maybe switch brands and, uh,
1: and come back fighting, fighting another day? I'm inclined to believe the rumours that she's going to take some time off after, after Mania purely because it is her first rookie year in the company and she's probably still not used to all the travel and the scheduling yet. So maybe because she is pr- probably the biggest woman in the company right now, she can afford to take the time off or demand the time off just to let her body recover. But, mm. but regardless, I would honestly prefer Becky to win. She is weaker in ring than Charlotte, but but I, but I in my opinion, she's a definitely a better promo than Charlotte. Mm, for yeah. sure. So, and usually it can be. And usually, it's more promos that carry a feud than in ring work nowadays. Unfortunately, for Not better very true. So
0: very true. And
1: especially because more of the fans are behind Becky to finally get a moment after her after her quote unquote heel turn has given her a whole massive wave of momentum. And while while and Char- I don't know, if Charlotte is there. Company choice, so that's why I'm worried they'll give it to her. But maybe, but if they, if they want a happy go home closure, they should give it to Becky because more fans would be behind that.
0: Completely agree, Stu. Your thoughts on the build and everything that it brings about, and and who do you think is going to win? Um, I, I agree
2: with the sentiment that Charlotte's probably in here due to like just a necessity for this. If it's going to be um, the main event of the show, it's going to need the legs, and I think she brings that to it. Um, I, I don't think Ronda's strong enough in ring yet to ride a whole Mania main event on her. Um, build's been all right. Um, I think it would have been nice had Mania come in December. Uh, I think a lot of the heat for this has sort of fallen off recently, um, which is a shame because like Survivor Series time, like you say, Naya, like leaving Becky bloodied was, um, I mean, that closure to to Raw was phenomenal. Um, best I've seen for a long time and I think had Mania come shortly after that this would be just enormous Um, but again I can't see anything but a Becky Wynn with this Um, they're not surely going to leave Mania on a a damp point again um, they're going to give people what they want to go home whether she holds the titles for very long I'm not sure but they're at least going to give people what they want to finish this show you'd think anyway
0: I completely agree. I mean, I, I, as I said, I've thoroughly enjoyed the build to a point. I, th- I think it has gone too long, most definitely, to the point where it seemed to be oversaturated a little bit. I think it's been everywhere, hasn't it? On every single show, it's not just been stuck to uh, to SmackDown. It's not just been stuck to Raw. It's been absolutely every single show. So hopefully, this brings about that resolution that uh, can allow everyone to move on. I'm quite looking forward to Joan Jett performing the Bad Reputation song though as well beforehand. Yes. Oh, I, think yes. gonna, I think that's I think that's going to be a pretty cool. Um, I've always, I enjoyed it. Bray White did it a couple of years ago with his theme song, was performed live, which I thought was really effective. Mm. And then obviously we've had Motorhead over the years. There was all, all kinds of people, uh, Limp Bizkit as well, with the Undertaker's theme tune back in the day. Um, so overall, I think it's shaping up to be a, a good show. I know the build has been a bit bit meh, but I think when the time comes, they generally pull it out of the bag, don't they? Um, have either of you two, Stu, come to you first, got any kind of closing thoughts, anything that we haven't discussed Anything else that you're particularly looking forward to? And what are your plans for the night to to get through what is likely to be six, seven hours of, of God, of play fighting?
2: Uh, it's, it's probably going to be about 10 litres of Red Bull to get me through this one because it's <laughs> going to be a long, old slog. Um, but, yeah, I think at the minute we're looking at seven and a half hours for this. And Jeez. I can't remember the last Mania that actually finished on time. So... I fully expect to be sat at 10 o'clock on Monday morning still watching this. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I think it'll be great. I think it's had a terrible build overall for a mania. Um, But I think, yeah, like they love their mania moments and there's always something in there that makes it feel mega special. Um, Moments like the Hardy Boys returning and stuff like that. If we get anything along those lines, it's going to be, fairly phenomenal I'd have thought just for the moments and that's what manias are built <laughs> on after all no one really remembers mm-hmm. how good the matches are these days do they it's all about the moments so yeah um, I'm kind of excited for it it's it's the one time of year like you say that it's um, worth sort of sitting up and watching because it goes mainstream and then yeah yeah stuck off the internet for a couple of days until you catch up but yeah I think this one will be pretty good I reckon
0: I totally agree. It's the one I kinda make The only one I make the effort to watch live each year. So I'm thoroughly looking forward to uh, to cracking on and to getting my snacks and getting my beers all lined up and what have <laughs> you. Though I think with the, given the length of the show, it might be advisable to to pace oneself, perhaps as as things go through. James, your what are your intentions? Are you intend looking forward to watching it live? Are you are you watching it with any mates? Are you, are you just going to going to sit in in your own pit, surrounded by chocolate wrappers and beer cans, and see what's what? <laughs>
1: Uh, well, that, well that um, the latter was unfortunately me for the past two manias, just stuck in my room, But lager, lagers on my bedside table, chocolate, chocolate crisp wrappers all over the place, but thankfully this year, um, I have um, two of my roommates coming to watch it, and um, both of them are bringing friends over to our student house, and it's just going to be one beer shindig, everyone's bringing their own beers, but we're all getting takeaway and stuff like that, and it's just going to be a banter galore, so it's probably going to be one of the most fun manias I'll have watched in a while. Regarding the, uh, actual, really yeah, regarding the actual show itself, yeah, just te- just about seven, seven and a half hours of, <laughs> of, of play fighting <laughs> from about <laughs> ten to half five in the morning and just thinking that I probably have to do university stuff the next morning. It's going to be... I think I'm going to be on a diet of... Coffee and and possibly energy drinks just to get me through it, uh-huh. but but hopefully Absolutely. the card will be worth it because it has it has definitely has a lot of potential to bring out a lot of good moments. And though the build has been lacklustre, save for Brian and Kofi, and to an extent the women's main event, the um, the matches themselves have a lot of potential to bring in a good amount of spots considering the amount of talent that they've got in every single match.
0: Yeah, I'm the same. I'm, I'm hopeful. I'll be watching it at home. My eldest is, is just, just close to turning eight and she finishes school for half-term and, and her f- most fervent wish in the entire world is to be allowed to stay up and watch it. So I'm I'm considering <laughs> letting her go to bed at six o'clock and waking her up about midnight and seeing how far she manages. But we'll see whether she... Uh, <laughs> she'll probably last, long, last longer than I will anyway. Um, but yeah, fantastic. I think it's shaping up to be one of those shows that maybe it'll catch us by surprise and we'll, we'll then look back in a few weeks. Like, like Stu says... I wonder what we were moaning about because it was so fantastic. They generally do bring it out of the bag, don't they? And, uh, and yeah, confident that that will be the case. So on that bombshell, I think what we'll do is we'll reconvene uh, maybe in a week or so with uh, with another another lad we work with, uh, James, Just Liam, who's actually on his way to New York as we speak, the lucky laddies texted me this morning to say that his his <laughs> flight was delayed or his flight was cancelled I beg your pardon his first flight <laughs> and he's had to go via sort of circumventory means across the world to get to New York but as I said to him in my reply that uh, you're certainly doing well to go so I wouldn't be moaning too much about it the lucky bastard and Stu as well of course with you heading there next year you can uh, you can figure out how not to do it by speaking to Liam so if you're free lads <laughs> it'd be great to have you back on and we can speak about it and see what Predictions we got right, what our thoughts were, and then maybe see where it goes from there, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Fantastic, righty here. Well, we'll close it out by just just making a couple of comments. So, social media, lads, where can they find you guys, the listeners, if they want to talk wrestling or anything else with you, Stu? By all means, you go first, mate.
2: I'm on um, Twitter at StuJD29 and um, Instagram, same
1: handle. Fantastic, James. Uh, you can find me uh, real James Jarvis, and that's pretty much it for social media. Fantastic. And as ever, I'm
0: nowhere to be found. So I would recommend you all follow Line of Vienna STE. Of course, the parent podcast, the parent website, still giving you the world's greatest Baltimore Munders content because nobody else will. So on that bombshell, we'll leave it for this podcast. I thank you again for taking part, lads, and I thank everyone for listening. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, all the regular places, and we're looking forward to reconvening and talking about the greatest show on earth. So, we're on that bombshell, lads. We'll say good night and thanks very much. Happy days. Good Good night. Good night.